hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So, that's right. You heard me sigh. I've been waiting And now today is the day that we get to talk to Olivia Heine. She is the burnout and NLP success coach behind Decluttered Intentions. So you might be wondering, what attracted me? I don't know. Was the word decluttered just screaming off the page? Perhaps if anybody knows me, that would be true. She's also about the feminine flow, the feminine energy. I know I'm so guilty and I'm sure I attract the friends that I do because of their masculine energy. And we've got to learn how to find the balance and how to let the other side in. So with that, I can't wait. I say thank you, thank you, thank you. And welcome, Olivia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited to be here and to dive into all of this today. Okay, so let's get to the edge of that diving board. Tell us something about you, anywhere you'd like to start. Oh my goodness, so much, so much. (laughs) Well, I think I'll start with the point that you made before about the name Decluttered Intentions, because... I feel like, yeah, what do we think of right away is like decluttering our space or like our physical clutter. That is initially how my business started way back when, when I was doing it on the side of a full-time job. And I was really interested in our physical space and like, how do we clear out our physical clutter? Because I had this whole idea that our physical space reflects our mental state and vice versa. So that's kind of how I got into this. That's where the name of the business came from initially. And now as it's shifted and adjusted first into coaching and then focusing on time freedom, time management, and now very much, again, just one step further in the same direction around work-life balance, burnout, and incorporating or reincorporating this feminine energy into how we are working, I kind of stuck with it because it still feels applicable. Like we're still decluttering our intentions around what's important to us, how we want to spend our time, how we want to show up in our work, what success means, all of that stuff. So pick one, anyone, this my kind of girl. Okay. Like, okay, wait, we started here. 
Mm-hmm. We, we found all these other things along our walk. Like, oh, oh yeah. look at that rock. Look at that piece of beach glass. Oh, wait, get that driftwood. It's all <laughs> connected. Yeah. And that's a very good representation of what the inside of my brain tends to sound like. I always say just a, a land shark. I'm just very, oh, look at, or, you know, look at that. Look at that. Oh, what is that? Is that something? Okay. Let's, let's just go. But I think that I'm no expert, nor do I play one on TV, but I think that when, especially in the creative mind, you know, and especially when your eyes might be your biggest sensory that, the minute it hits you and the minute it crosses your vision, it's already going to work. Like, what can I do with that? Or, wow, that really sings to my heart. And you just see what might look like a cup of coffee as something else in a thousand different ways that the average person's like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to. Yeah, I'm going to have my coffee. And you're like, oh my God, that would be so great. And I can see this. And then it spawns off to every little fragment. Yeah. And I think that that's what so many high achieving and ambitious women feel like on a day-to-day basis. Cause it's like, how many things can I do in my life? How many purposes can I have? Or how many goals can I start working towards? And then we kind of start to overwhelm ourselves with all of that. Like we want to do everything at once. For that. But I'd like to also say the answer is uh, as many as you effing like, my friend. So go for Amen. it. Yes. <laughs> go for Go for it. So a side note, because I so I shared with you earlier before we started recording, as you know, I'm in New York and you are in? Denmark. I'm in Copenhagen. <laughs> Copenhagen. Another. I, I just love talking all the, being international. That is actually on my short list of travel for a lot of different reasons. And you're there now, you're living there. Prior mm-hmm. to that, you moved from Germany. And obviously you're pleased with your choice. I am. This has been something that I have wanted to do for a very long time. Like the last mm-hmm. seven or eight years, I felt called to come here and it just wasn't the right time. I was in different places in different phases of my life. But there was just this deep call is the best way I can describe it. This feeling of I need to be there eventually. And now it was time. I love, especially when you know, I'm going to get there. Not today. I can put it on the calendar soon. And now here we are. And now here we are. Yeah. There is no specific place to start. So (laughs) let's jump. Feminine first workshop. I'm going in no specific order. So, okay, let's do it to me. Yeah. So the feminine first workshop is a free monthly community event that I host. And it started from my own desire to really connect and bring together more women along this topic of incorporating the feminine into how we are working. I come from a very, very heavy masculine approach background I want to control. There's perfectionism tied up in there. There's this feeling of like, if I can just do more, then I'll get there. Like, I love structure. (laughs) All of this stuff is really like deeply embedded into how I was showing up earlier on in my life, what I believed was expected of me, how I was praised growing up. Mm. So all of these things were just like, I don't want to say in my DNA because that's just not the truth. I've shifted a lot of things, but they were in my DNA. Right. In your environment, which then, you know, you definitely becomes absorbed. Exactly. And you do what you know until. 
Exactly. Until. So the Feminine First Workshop is a space, a community, an event to come together and we talk about the different topics that go into leading with the feminine first, or another way to say that is just reincorporating the feminine into how we are working. So as like a brief side note for anyone who's like, what is I know I started at the end. Oh, I I love it. And now we're going to work our way. We're going to catch everybody up, including me, but I'm too excited about this. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's just important to explain these masculine feminine energies and like why I'm using them, why I'm talking about them, what they even mean. Because again, if you're never heard this before, then it can feel foreign or like, how do I relate this to my own life? So the way that I use the masculine and feminine energies is really about this concept that we all have these energies within us. It's not about gender. It's not about sex. It's about saying, I have a part of me that's feminine and a part of me that's masculine. And in different ways in which we've been conditioned to show up in our lives, we have been taught to value different parts of these energies. So the masculine energy is the action taker. It's the giver. It's the getting out there and executing, creating, planning, initiating all of the external world things that we do. Whereas the feminine energy is about coming back to ourselves. It's the internal. It's slowing down. It's resting. It's being connected to our body. It's listening to our intuition. And through my own journey of this, I just really came to the point of realizing when I work, I have zero connection to my body. I'm not listening to my needs at all. As far as I'm concerned, intuition has no place in work. Like these were my beliefs at the beginning. And I was in this perpetual cycle of burnout. And so when I talk about these energies now and what I've come to see as the truth and why I teach this in my work is that we really need both these energies. Like we need a balance. And that doesn't mean necessarily every person has to be 50-50. It's Mm. where do you fall on the scale? What do you need? And the only way that we can come to really understand that is by tuning in and reincorporating the feminine because that's intuition. So usually when someone sheds the old ways that weren't working that led to burnout like so many times instead of just listening to the little tap on your shoulder we like to i don't know like crumble to our knees and become perhaps incapacitated and then we'd be like hmm, not working what's going on here but always from that the phoenix rises and that's what the transition and, you know, you could use a thousand, me- I have a thousand metaphors that that's when you're really shedding the skin of the old because yeah. you're ready to say, there's got to be a better way. As simple as that, there's got to be a better way. Not that you want to jump in and, and maybe the words masculine and feminine are scaring. Think of yin and yang. I mean, 100%. you know, that the feng shui symbol, it's a simple, it's balance. All it is is simple balance. In the past, history has shown, I hate using the word, we have to, um, (laughs) that the contrast shows itself where you're done. That's my son, Gregory, D-O-W-N, you are done. And then you say, okay, let's do something different because this isn't working. So what led you to your discovery? I had a few, like you said, Mm -hmm. a few little taps Mm -hmm. that I didn't listen to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I would have to say there were some small things that came up at the beginning 
the first solo travel that I did, I was getting all these signs looking back. I'm like, yeah, okay, we weren't listening to any of those, but now I can see that they were there. I was trying to be guided towards this balance and this work. Even I think the call for me to go and travel by myself this first time was huge Mm -hmm. because there was a complete lack of like trust in my intuition and my ability to show up and do things on my own. It was like, okay, I need to plan everything. Like there was this lack of balance and I was feeling burned out at that point without recognizing it. And I think that even the desire to be like, okay, maybe we go and do something alone was already like an ask for balance. But I, again, wasn't really leaning into that. And then a few years after that, I think the first shift, I went to Bali and I did a yoga teacher training. Mm -hmm. And that was like huge for me because I had no idea why I was going there. I didn't really, really, truly get into teaching yoga. I taught a little bit afterwards, but that wasn't the purpose of me going. The purpose was to be in a, in a situation where I was invited to be completely vulnerable and in a safe environment with that being said. So that was when I first started to acknowledge okay, like a lot of patterns are playing out in my life. And I started to look at them for the first Mm, time. Yeah. That was a huge turning point. And then a few months after that, and this is what I would actually mark as the beginning. If Mm -hmm. I were to like pick a starting point, I actually went to another yoga retreat. And at this retreat, I was talking to one of the instructors and she didn't know like everything that was going on in my life. I mean, it was a nice open space, but Mm -hmm. she said to me, you know, I kind of have this feeling like, I don't think you're here on a retreat. I think you're here on a recovery. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) wow. Yes. That was a very monumental moment. Like it stuck with me. I can like see her face saying that to me to this day where I was like, yeah, I am exhausted. I have like like I want to just break down and cry basically, but like I haven't been giving myself the space or permission to really go there because it's, it feels scary to feel like you're going to unravel because you don't know if you can put yourself back together. And I think that's what you're, you mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Like that's where we get one when we're not listening to the taps and like the little nudges prior to that. Mm -hmm. But that's also that enough is enough point where we do have the ability to rise up again from the ashes. If we are willing to look at everything truthfully. But also interesting that that you went on that retreat slash recovery, and yet you weren't even thinking you needed it. That's what I heard (laughs) you say, right? It's so interesting of like, oh, this looks cool. I'll go here. Yeah. How interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. So that really marked like the start of the journey to be like, okay, the first thing that I ended up doing after that was, or even while I was there, I was like, okay, I need to bring my body back into how I'm working. Like I have no connection. I mean, it started to come back. Obviously I was doing the yoga. I was going Mm -hmm. to the trainings. Like I wasn't completely disconnected, but I wasn't listening. Mm -hmm. I wasn't truly responding and honoring what was coming up. So that was the big first shift of okay, I can do the physical side of things because that, that's clear to me. That feels doable. How can I start incorporating that? So that kind of got your attention. Mm-hmm. Recovery. 
it gets your attention because you know it's true. It's like, how did that person see inside of me? Number one, and you get a little pissy. I know I do. I'm like, shit, what? How did they see that? I really keep my armor up fine. Uh huh. And then you have to be like, no, you don't, honey bun. And it's time. It it's been time. revealed, so it's time. So the next step, you come back and now you're a little more aware. Now I'm a little bit more aware. I am still working. I'm not like necessarily changing the way that I'm working per se. I mean, it's it's a a transition, but I do start going into this whole decluttering business. And I'm thinking I want to build up. Like there was this clear, like, okay, I need to do something with this. And like, at the time, I didn't see how that was related to the recovery thing, of course, but like it was. And I basically just started building a website and I just took it one step at a time. I didn't have this big initial business plan. It was just like, okay, well, I'm working right now. And then on the side, I'll dabble in this. And like, I just want it to be fun. That was kind of the main purpose. And it's a good jump point. Fun is a yeah. good jump point because that's what point. you need. You're starting to, I guess, introduce the balance. Yeah. To the work. A hundred percent. And I think that if I had truthfully gone into it with this expectation of I'm going to build this massive business and da, 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 it's work. I would have, yeah, it, it's work. And I fully would have shied away from it because I never saw myself as capable of being an entrepreneur running a business like that was just never even on my radar. Thankfully, you're, it happened in these You're so not steps. alone. Yeah, you're so I'm just like. Yeah. Oh my God. She said she speaks for all of us. Go <laughs> on. Keep, keep talking, Olivia. My goodness. Like, like this journey is anybody's. It's anybody's and it's everybody's that mm-hmm. gets started and doesn't matter where you are. And you might be at that. I'm going to do this to have fun and how exciting it's going to be. Not necessarily that, but the next thing starts to show itself. That's what I can't wait. So you're having fun. I'm having fun. And that is what keeps me coming back. It's this just expansive feeling of, yes, this feels really good. I have no idea what this is going to look like, but at this point, it doesn't even really matter. I'm just showing up for enjoying this process. And I got some opportunities. Um, I went to, I've co-hosted a retreat and the retreat leader was like, do you want to do a workshop on this business that you started? And I was like, when? And she's like, tomorrow. And I was like, okay. So like I had to sit down and like put together a workshop. And so there were all these like little things like that, where I was given the opportunity to step into this more and more. And I really believe that it was because I was not putting this big overarching pressure on it of what it had to be, but I was simply taking it one step at a time and like following these desire nudges, so to say. Um, And so that kind of started to flow. Like I said, on the side, I started going to people's homes and helping them physically declutter their space, which is what my initial goal was. And then a couple months into that, I just realized I was not enjoying that anymore. (laughs) I was not enjoying going into people's homes But what I was enjoying was this whole conversation around why do we hold on to things? What's the psychology behind it? Why do we have a hard time letting go? What's the emotional attachment? Like what's the past experiences, all those things. And that's when I found coaching. 
It's so funny because I had, again, for anyone who knows me and the shame I carry with my two-car garage, a car's been in it maybe for a year in the 30 years I'm here. So I had a professional organizer help me clean out the first time. And I found it really interesting, the psychology behind it. And the questions she would ask me and not just what does this represent? Like, oh, what is this? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was uh, I'll start with, oh, that was my mom's. So my mom is gone. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. She's like, yeah, no, that was that little beach bag that as kids, you know, she's like, great. And it's broken. Yeah, that. Okay. Yep. mm -hmm, Garbage. You know, and after the first 10 or 12 of these you realize things that are, for me, and these are actual physical things, things that are important or had a connection to me, especially I'll say in my childhood or time with my, when my mother was alive, my kids never knew my mother. So why do I have, I'm sorry, this shit that only means something. It doesn't mean anything to me because I'm keeping it in the garage in a pile of crap. Like, What's going on there? And I say this on the heels of, yes, the dumpster is coming again. I'm so ready because I need a gym and a place for my sauna. So, you know, it's interesting, but it's taken me all these years to. And now I'm at a point where I say, yeah, the younger me, maybe I would have held on to that, but bless it on to someone else and and Mm -hmm. let them go. Yeah. It's so, so interesting. And when you get to that point, that really has to really open the segue into so much more. Yeah. I mean, it's so fascinating how we relate to not just our things, but also our people and our jobs. And again, like, I mean, that's kind of where this journey ended up taking me where I was like, okay, I'm way more interested in this side of it. So maybe this is what I need to be leaning into next. Mm -hmm. So that's where I went after that. Go ahead. And I um, ended up doing a NLP certification. So that stands for neuro-linguistic programming, which is all about how the mind works, how the subconscious mind works, how the conscious mind works, how we want them to work together. How do we create habits and systems and routines? How do we reach our goals with using this power of our minds? We're coming back to NLP. That little snippet just doesn't <laughs> do it. We're, we're going to circle right back okay. to NLP, but go only because it's all connected and tied okay. into, and there could be more pieces of it. It's good that you're concentrating on these two things mm-hmm. and how perhaps one works in tandem with the other. Yeah. So I ended up diving into that and it was the most incredible thing. The whole time I was in it, I was just like, yes, this is where I'm meant to be. Yes. This makes sense. And for someone who, I mean, I wasn't like a straight A student. I had a lot of like struggles in school. And so to be in a environment or a learning environment where you're like getting everything and it makes sense and you're engaged was just a super exciting experience for me. Yeah. And after that, I pivoted fully into what initially started out as time freedom coaching, as I called it, which was Mm. how do we create a work style that supports the lifestyle that we want to be living? So again, all focused around work-life balance, but with this bigger goal in mind of, okay, but why do we want the work-life balance? Like you don't want to just 
work smarter so that you can have more space to do more work. Ideally, we want to work smarter so that you get your shit done in less time and that you can go out and enjoy your life. And what came up with that a lot of the time was, okay, well, what does enjoying your life mean to you? Mm. What are we even going to do with that time? And, And it was so interesting to start to see, oh, I want the time, but like, I don't even know what I'm going to do at that time at this point anymore. Correct. So of course I'm just going to fill it up with more work. Right. That's the only thing, you know, first of all, yeah. available yeah. time that, you know, if you were to say to someone, I'm going to show you, I'm going to carve out an extra day. You're going to have an extra day to do something and your income's not going to be changed. La, 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 la. And that would be probably frightening to a lot of people. Yeah. And, and even if we did yeah. the, that you get a day by yourself. Oh, stress. <laughs> stress. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly it. Like what yeah. I started to see was, okay, the problem is actually with resting. Like we don't know how to do that anymore because we have been living lives that are so focused around doing, going, being busy. We're praised for showing up that way, hustling or being busy or having a packed schedule is glorified. Like that's actually the issue, but kind of create that balance. And so that's when I started going into this whole feminine energy situation. And of course, like you said, what's my experience with that? I had another like burn down, well, not burn mm-hmm. out, but like a moment where things were right. to the ground, where I was like, sure. okay, this isn't working anymore. Right. It's an awakening is what it yeah. is. I mean, we use the, the burnout and I guess it is that great visual that, oh, I'm going down. But it's also the awakening of if you think about it, oh, let yeah. me rise up. 100%. Because now I see. Yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, one of the things, and this is where the workshop comes into play, is that I, I'm really intentional or intent on sharing ways that we don't need to get to that place. But of course, we tend to be more receptive <laughs> when we're in that place of the shit show. I had another little fatigue scenario Mm -hmm. and instead of at this point, I'm like, okay, one, I'm frustrated because I've been teaching people this now for a while. And of course, imposter syndrome kicks in and you're like, why am I struggling with this now? Like this isn't, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel good. And it took me a couple of weeks to take a step back from that and actually be like, Mm -hmm. okay, how can we use this and lean into the work that you're doing? And like what you teach people, like use your framework, use the stuff that you're doing. And take your class. Uh, take, take, take your, your own class. advice. <laughs> read, read that workshop worksheet. Exactly. My goodness. Yeah. And that I think is when I really started leaning into the terminology of mm. the masculine feminine. Like I wasn't, I was kind of touching on it. It was kind of more like this, oh, this is important. And like, but I wasn't solidifying like mm-hmm. the framework right. in it, the way that it actually is now. You identified it. You gave it the name. It has a name. Yeah, exactly. That's really when I was like, okay, this is what I'm feeling right now. How do I approach this from the feminine? How do I lean into listening to my body? How do I adjust what's in place in terms of my business and the structures? Like what's not working here? What are the mindset things that were coming up? And the biggest thing was there was this major fear that I was carrying around burning myself out again. Ah, <laughs> which ironically what? brought me back to that position anyways. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, you know what, though? You didn't want history to repeat itself again. Exactly. exactly. Then, and probably that is a comfortable place where you come out balls to the wall. It's a thousand percent. I'm, you know, I'm giving it everything. And perhaps the mm-hmm. lifespan is becoming shorter and shorter because it's yeah. not serving and exactly. it's not filling your heart. So let's not let you even like this way because it's yeah. not for you. A hundred percent. And I really see that scenario and other things that have happened since then as not, you know, reasons to say, oh, what I'm doing isn't working, but it's just an opportunity to go deeper into this work, Mm -hmm. like into this more. How can I stop going, going, going into the default, which is like what my default used to be, which was, okay, something's not working. How can I do more? How can I fix it? Let me fix it. Let me fix it. Let me fix it. Masculine, masculine, masculine. Mm-hmm. So I really see since that, that was a real turning point. I see the situations that have happened since then, and which I'm sure will continue to happen because like, this is life We're human beings, we're going through a growth journey always. How can I lean into this more? How can I trust that this is showing me something as opposed to needing to, like, I, like you even just said, lean into controlling it always. So the NLP stands for Neuro-ling- I always forget. Mm-hmm. Neurolinguistic programming. And a little more time on this, please. We've talked about it on, on some previous episodes, and I, I love everybody's take on it. It's like I know what these things are. I'm A, horrible with names. I'm bad with letters. I'll always say things backwards. So tell us about NLP. Yeah. So like I mentioned before, it's like a manual for your brain. It's understanding how to use Perfect. I like that. this beautiful thing. And the problem, I guess, to put it that way, is that most of us are living from our conscious brain. And that's only about 5% of our entire brains. And so when we live from the conscious, conscious brain, one, again, it's, it's more of this masculine energy because it's like, what makes logical sense here? How can I do like, here's the strategy. I'm going to go through one, two, three, four, five steps here. And then I'm going to get the outcome. And it's like, that can start to become really frustrating. And especially for anyone who has worked towards achieving a goal or started a business or whatever the desire was, and you get to step five and you're like, well, why don't I have this thing? I did the steps. Like what else doing? What else am I supposed to be doing? So the 5% is the conscious brain and it's based on willpower. So it's like, if I just do X, Y, Z, then I'm going to get this results. But we're not actually changing any of the deeper programming that we have around your habits and how you're showing up or the belief systems that you have around you deserving this outcome that you want, or you being capable of having it or feeling like it's something that you can achieve in your life. So using NLP, we're able to really start one, it's just a manual overall, but we're really able to start tapping into this other 95% of our brain, which is the subconscious mind, where we store these programs. Where, th- where things are set. Where things are set. And if we're trying to change things from a conscious perspective, we're going to feel like we're like running into a wall over and over again. It's like, okay, I want to move this wall, but like, all I'm going to do is keep banging into it, banging into it. When we work with the subconscious mind, it's like saying, okay, I'm going to take these bricks off of the wall and like rearrange them in a way that is going to benefit me. That's in alignment with this goal that I want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And so when we're talking about work, so Mm -hmm. much of the the conditioning that we have is in that subconscious 
part of our brains. It's what our parents showed us. It's what society right. taught us. It's what our corporate right. jobs taught us to do. And so it's not as easy as just saying, like you said, here's a day to rest. And people are like, um, how about rest. I <laughs> yeah, Rest guilt-free. What? No. Yeah. No, no it's, yeah, yeah. it's not quite so simple. But when we understand how to, to shift these things with the subconscious mind, it can actually become easier to do that. So how long, you, you again, on your journey, this practice presents itself and you start not only learning about it, but then obviously applying it to yourself, becoming your own student, and you start to see the effects. So you rearranged your bricks, you were able to step over the wall, and now what? And what happened? And what happened? Well, so much has happened. <laughs> Name a few things. I mean, number one, the way that I run my business now is so enjoyable. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not how it felt at the beginning or in between. It's not how I worked in the past. So really having time and space and ease in my days. I work with incredible people and clients. I teach courses. So like just in terms of like the things that I never even thought were possible for myself are now my life. If I can just say, starting with in your first few words, the way I run my business, Mm -hmm. because prior to that, it wasn't, you were looking, you were supporting other people's, you were on the retreats and on the other side of that wall was a business. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that little thing. Yeah. That thing that just dropped right in. Oh, I yeah. have business. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on top of that, I mean, the belief that I can do this from anywhere, that's a huge one. Again, nothing that I would have ever really, I mean, I had the pull to want to be in different places, but it was always a, the idea of, okay, well, what kind of job can I start looking for that will allow me to move here and there? And I mean, absolutely nothing wrong with that either. There's so many opportunities out there, but the way that this is now played out, it's so clear to me that this was what was most in alignment for me. And then of course, having moved to Copenhagen, I mean, this has been probably one of the biggest feminine flow successes, I would say for myself outside of building up my business and getting it to where it is today. I love even hearing feminine flow Mm. because again, we don't name it. Yeah. And I don't even want to say label. We don't name it. And usually you are, when we are a little bit of, I'll say controlling when we come into the room and we fill the room with our energy and it's the masculine energy, but as opposed to then that's, oh, she's a bitch. Oh, she's a, you know, whatever. And everything is the balance because then when you are sitting in the corner, not as Cheryl Sandberg, not sitting at the table, you're not leaning in, you're not taking your space, you're not speaking up, then you're the pushover. Oh, she's, her opinion doesn't matter. Yeah. So how do we, to find the balance is to work the brain and really start to release some of those built-in foundations that we had. And at what point, I don't even know if this is going to make sense, but we're going to keep going. At what point when you identify, this is my personality, or she's always been like this, 
and a little too much on the masculine. How do we introduce our female energy and then get, move out, soften, send some of it packing? How do we uh, get it in there? Okay. So I think that this is, this requires a twofold answer. <laughs> Remember I told you, I gave you the warning. I'm like, I'm just going to spew it. <laughs> so the first thing to touch on this, like, okay, if we're so in the masculine, how do we start to reintroduce the feminine? Mm-hmm. And that's where I would come back to this whole NLP conversation or essentially like mindset and energy work, which is where what we really want to do, because you you said a really important thing, which is I've always been like this, or this is my personality. And what we really want to do is separate behavior from identity. Ooh, one more time, please. What we want to start with, especially if you're really associating yourself in the masculine and you're yeah. being in claiming personality traits to begin separating the actual behavior from the identity. Aha. Uh-huh. For example, that one made me sit back. Okay. (laughs) I'm listening. I'm listening. Go ahead. For example, we can take on something like I am such a procrastinator and the I am has Mm -hmm. been the definition or you have claimed that for yourself, that that is your identity Mm -hmm. or I'm always late or I'm so controlling or I'm, you know, I'm too Mm -hmm. much, whatever the, the belief is. And when we separate that, and we create the behavior around it and we notice, okay, the behavior is that I was procrastinating earlier or this work right now, I'm a little bit distracted. Like what is the behavior that doesn't actually mean anything about me? Mm. And that's the first thing that we want to start separating because when we, just like our physical stuff, when we associate ourselves so much with the thing that we're doing as our identity, it becomes so much harder to let go of it. So as an example, what would such a a statement be then to like a behavior statement. Right. Right. I'm always late. I'm a procrastinator. Then I'm the late one. It's almost like the birth order of she's the talented. He's the smart one. You get that label and you walk with it the rest of your life until you, until you don't want to anymore. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. So it's so interesting. I mean, I'm still back on the, I didn't, I'm like, wow, that was so good. All right. So how am I um, introduce more and tap into more of my feminine energy? Perfect. So this was the second poll. Just a couple less words, five, five minutes less. Okay. You're welcome. So uh, this is one of the things that I teach with this concept of feminine first, which is what we tend to do is always show up in the masculine first. So how can we start to show up in the feminine first, which is exactly your question. So the mm-hmm. first thing, well, there's a few things, but the first thing is always bringing it back to the mm-hmm. internal as opposed to the external. And that means first and foremost, building a relationship and a connection with your intuition, knowing what your needs are, how to respond to them, what your body's tell signs are so that you actually can start basically understanding this language. Then the second mm-hmm. thing, would be, and I think that this is usually helpful because if we are so much in the masculine, there's also like, I don't want to give that up because that's where I take action. And it's like, no, the masculine is, is also important. But the problem is, is when we're only in the masculine, then we're missing out on this other side of things. So what we want to do is we want the feminine to be the thing that informs us 
to be like, okay, this is where my intuition is guiding me. This is what I feel inspired to do with this project right now, or this is what I want to go work on, or this is where I want to take my business, for example. And then we want to take action in the masculine once we've gotten that information from the feminine. Because the masculine is great at going out there and doing the work and executing so that we're not informing from the masculine. Because usually when we inform from the masculine, it comes from a place of fear and lack because we feel Mm. like we do so much to create this result. So we're creating that balance just from tuning in. Essentially, I would say that this is probably like for anyone listening, it's like, what's the first small little thing that I can do? And it's like, how can I take two minutes every morning or somewhere within my day and just start to practice tuning in? What does my body feel like? Can I feel a place where my intuition is located? If I ask myself, do I want this for lunch or do I want that for lunch? Do I feel like I get an answer? Where do I feel that in my body? Like just kind of starting to reconnect because it's always there. And it's always talking to us. And you mentioned this at the beginning, like it's nudging us and it's like, do this, or this is where we should go. And now our job is to start giving it space again. So I know that it's a simple start with two minutes. No one is saying to block out an hour, certainly not to start with. No one is like, write 50 things as easy as, and you know, you live with a phone, set a timer. And in the beginning, especially when you're not used to it, I know. And it's like when people start to meditate or I can't meditate and I could never and I, and your mind doesn't stay quiet. And there's so many cues and guided meditation apps and all of that. But I think the one of the biggest um, stumbling blocks is doing something for you. And I'm just going to give me five minutes or lock the bathroom door or, you know, like the kids are going to be alive. It really is. We just, I know that it's all about the kids in today's society. They're going to live. I mean, granted, don't leave, you know, olive oil on the stove because that will ignite. I know from, I know from experience, by the way, it has a short, short heat fuse, but anyway, under control. Even if that's, you know, wake up five minutes, stay in bed for two minutes, just simple little two minutes out of a day. Isn't that so, it sounds so, if we can't even start there, you're going to listen to the, your call to action about this workshop. So honestly, if you really are going to struggle with that, you're going to hear where her workshop is online because she can work anywhere. And uh, that's the beauty. You can do anything and really find the balance. So, oh, my goodness, we can go on and on. I do want to talk. OK, so I started I jumped in. <laughs> that's, I, I, st- I jumped in. at the. I started with the end, which mm-hmm. is your up and coming workshop that's available online. We filled in the blanks as to why you want to learn a little more. So now let's go back to our workshop. Not that I'm going to sell it for you because you're going to do it just fine, but I love your choice of words. And I'm sure that you know your power. You are strong, limitless, wise. You show up authentically and always speak your truth. I would think that that's talking to our entire audience. So that's just a little tidbit. And that is ironically the feminine side. 
We may have associated it at first with, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, I know my, yeah, that's, oh no, Mm -hmm. oh no. (laughs) That's what we need to bring more of. So I want to know a little bit more about what is going on on July 7th. Talk to me. So every month, because we do this workshop monthly, there's a different theme and topic. And basically what that means is we dive into one way, one strategy, framework, mindset shift, whatever it might be that supports us in moving into the feminine. So for example, the whole intuition conversation that we just had was one of them. How do we create balance within our work and our lives was one of them. And this month is all about the rest revolution. So it's really going to be this conversation around like, how do we make rest accessible and feel safe? And why is this really the, or not the, but a really key part of our strategy for creating success? Why is it a struggle? Why is it hard? It is. It's missing. Yeah. Again, it's hard for you, like you said, to like sit down for two minutes and practice tapping into the intuition, which, oh my gosh, zero, zero, zero judgment on that because it is hard. Mm -hmm. Oh, we all absolutely, but it's like, okay, well then how do I start to do that? And then in the greater scheme of things, what kind of work-life balance do I want to have? And how do I want rest to be not just like a nice thing to have or like, oh yeah, it's my balance side of things. No, this is actually like a key part of actually you creating more success in your business or in your work or whatever your personal goal is that you're currently reaching. We need that component. So you say they are monthly workshops and do you have them already? What August is going to be and uh, um, roughly a look I ahead. Know. Okay. A look ahead. Okay. Only because we might be in the middle. Of, I just realized that we might be in the middle of July and maybe they missed it, but don't worry. They'll always be monthly workshops mm-hmm. delivered. Okay. That's yes. good to know. Oh my goodness. So where can we find you on social media, website, coaching? Someone, again, has stopped in their tracks. They stopped their walk. They stopped their workout. And now just listened because I'm sure what you were saying was speaking to them. And I know they're going to want to know more. So where are we going to find you? So you can find me on my website at declutteredintentions.com. All the information is on there from coaching to courses to more about the Feminine First Workshop. It's all there and really straightforward. But you can also reach out to me via email at hello at declutteredintentions.com if there are any questions about that or on Instagram, which is at declutteredintentions. And then if you're like, okay, this sounds good, but like I'm not ready to commit to anything more serious or maybe even the workshop. I also have a YouTube channel and they're quick five to 10 minute videos on there with these topics, with some coaching tips, with some aligned actions. And that is called the time freedom lifestyle with decluttered intentions. I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this time. I was excited and I will say the feminine did not disappoint my friend. (laughs) at all. I hope that I really want to, and this is a topic that 50 minutes doesn't do a judgment. I mean, we threw a ton of stuff on the wall and we could talk about every little segue that we did. So 
I would love a follow-up part two, a couple months or yeah, absolutely. Because we lay the groundwork and this is our second season and I'm doing this podcast really from a very selfish standpoint. And that is, I want to know more. And there is so much and a little more and maybe another 50 minutes of really just working on this. And here's one step. Here's one exercise that we can do. So I hope that you would join us again, because we can definitely delve a little deeper too. I would be absolutely honored to come back. So with that, I say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it has just been so good speaking with you. Thank you so much. It's been so great. Everybody. You heard it here. I'm so happy that Olivia joined us. I know we're going to get comments. It's a go into the website, joyfoundhere.com. Anywhere you're listening to us now, send a comment about this episode. We read everything. It's so important. And yes, of course, I would love and appreciate for you guys to five stars. If you insist, thank you so much. It all helps in whatever numbers that they do. They tell me it's helpful. Okay. But in the interim, I hope what you heard makes a little bit of sense. Go to her website, check out those workshops. You definitely deserve it. Until the next time, be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.